Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this Sunday, the eighth Sunday after Trinity, is the Gospel reading, Matthew chapter 7. In today's epistle, we heard part of St. Paul's farewell address to the pastors of the church in Ephesus. Shortly after, he would be leaving them to go up to Jerusalem, and they would never again see him face to face. In his final words to them, St. Paul said, I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things, to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert. St. Paul patterned his final words to the Ephesians in part after our Lord's words in the Gospel today. Our Lord teaches us in Matthew 7, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. He has in mind those who would come after him, who would speak in crafty ways to draw the sheep away into the mouths of wolves. Our Lord warns that false teachers and preachers would come, even seeming to preach the word, who will all the while deny that Jesus is God or that we are saved by his grace without our works. Our Lord also teaches how we will recognize such false prophets by their fruits, which is to say, their doctrine. In the gospel, our Lord teaches us to judge all teachings by his word so that we are not led astray by teachers who otherwise appear right. This is a difficult topic to discuss, and it's somewhat unsavory. I can sympathize with that, but I do not apologize. These words are Jesus's. Beware of false prophets, who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Our Lord models here for us two responsibilities of faithful pastors. They must preach and teach the true and saving word of Christ, that by faith in him we are forgiven all our sins and welcomed into eternal life. They must also speak and warn against all that is contrary to the one true faith. These are both responsibilities of faithful pastors, that they teach the true Christian doctrine and warn Christ's flock against false doctrines. This is exactly what our Lord is doing today. Our text comes near to the very end of the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus just taught the crowd all that they should believe and do. And now at the conclusion, he warns them against those 
who would teach contrary to what they just heard. Our Lord has to do this because even from the Garden of Eden, where God sends a faithful preacher, the devil sends two false ones. God provided Eve with a faithful preacher and her husband Adam. But then came the devil to twist God's word. And then Adam himself became a false preacher for a time when he did not warn his wife against eating the forbidden fruit. In the days of Noah, he and his family alone were believers, while the whole world lived in unrepentant sin. In his days, Elijah stood alone on Mount Carmel opposite 450 prophets of Baal. After Elijah came another true prophet whose name was Micaiah. Micaiah was imprisoned by King Ahab after he prophesied from God that the king should not go into battle. Ahab instead listened to his 400 false prophets and soon afterward he died in battle. False prophets continued into the time of the apostles as we read in St. Paul, St. Peter, St. John, St. Jude, St. James, and in the letter to the Hebrews, where our Lord causes a spring of living water to well up into eternal life, there the devil tries to poison. Satan cannot stand that the word should be preached purely and the sacraments administered according to Christ's institution. So he daily rages and tears through calamities and hardships, and especially through false teaching. How shall we recognize false teachers, and how shall we guard against them? As Jesus said, you will recognize them by their fruits. The fruit of a pastor or of a teacher in the church is his teaching, his doctrine. We should follow the pattern of the Bereans when St. Paul came to them preaching about Christ. The Holy Spirit tells us in Acts 17 that when Paul came to Berea preaching Jesus, they received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. The Bereans tested what St. Paul preached against the scriptures and found it to be true. A false prophet is anyone who teaches or preaches contrary to the gospel of Christ and the witness of the Holy Spirit through the scriptures. We don't need to look for false prophets. The world is filled with them. They come to us in our lives to contradict the faith once for all delivered to the saints. And perhaps the mark of a true false prophet is that they will use God's word in ways that sound right, but are contrary to how the scriptures speak. For example, we know how the devil tempted Jesus to throw himself off of the temple. In Matthew chapter 4, we, we heard that the first Sunday in Lent, Satan quoted scripture, Psalm 91, 
but he left part of it out. And then he twisted the rest of it to make it say what he wanted it to. Well, the devil continues that same tactic today. In the Reformation, the main false teaching was that we can merit before God, we can earn merit before God by our good works. And the way that they did this is they said that grace in the Bible is not God's favor toward us in Christ, but grace is a power that God gives us that makes our good works good enough to gain heaven. They would use scripture, for example, by grace you are saved, but they would twist it and it doesn't hold up. And our false teachers today do the same thing. They use the scripture or they use arguments that sound like scripture in false ways to lead us astray. For example, some use St. Peter. The part where he says that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. Which is true. God exists outside of time. He is not subject to time in the way that we are. But they use that to try and say that the universe was not created in six days. Our Lord clearly teaches in the gospel that the creation account in Genesis is literal and factual. Now, this is only one example. There are others. But what do we do? It seems that with everything, every passing year, the Lord's precious flock grows fewer. It, it seems that way. And that our own church body is suffering. All the while, Satan is at work seeking to devour us with lies and good-sounding arguments that appeal to our sinful nature. Jesus says to be on guard against false teachers, and that happens first through knowing the Word. Our God, out of His infinite goodness and mercy, has given us the true and perfect testimony of His loving will. Through His Word, He sets our hearts at ease by pointing us to His eternal Son, Jesus, who made full payment for all our sins. In the Word, He teaches us what is good and right and true, what is beneficial for us and for our neighbor and for the world. And the first step in guarding against false teaching is knowing true teaching and measuring everything by it. Should we encounter a new teaching, we test it by the Scriptures. St. Paul encouraged the Ephesians to study the Scriptures so that they would not be tossed about like a ship on the waves by every wind of doctrine. If you feel ill-equipped to judge what is right and wrong, come to Bible study. Continue to read Scripture at home. Ask your pastor. And in the meantime, remember what you learned in catechism class. The catechism is all the basic and essential teachings of Scripture in compact form. 
We also guard against the devil and his false teachers when we give them no quarter in our lives. We should always pray to our Lord Jesus that as he promised, he would continue to send us the Holy Spirit. We should pray that the Holy Spirit would produce ever-increasing fruits of love in our daily lives. The devil hates it when we, in thankfulness to God and mindful of his mercies, are faithful and loving spouses, children, parents, grandparents, workers. We should also pray to the Holy Spirit that he would create a hunger in our hearts for the word and sacraments. It is through the word that we recognize our sin and realize how shaky the ground is upon which we stand. But it is also through the word and through the sacraments that our sins are forgiven, that our joy is renewed, that our faith is increased, and our love for each other caused to abound. In heaven there will be no false teachers. There will be no diversity of doctrine. We and all Christians will be united in the faith in greater number and to a fuller extent than we can imagine. When we commune together today, we confess that we are now united in the faith and we anticipate our joyful unity with all Christians in the world to come. But until such time as our Lord returns, the devil will continue to prowl. He and his teachers will seek to lead us astray, and they may even use scripture or parts of it in their attempts. We heed our Lord's warning and hold fast to his word. We know, as St. John said, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.